put a new song in my mouth and a hymn of praise to God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. And that is Psalms chapter 40, verse 3. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Bridge Radio. And we are coming at you from the great state of Texas. I am your host, A.W. Varilla, and in front of me is Steve Dan Hartog. What's up, everybody? Good to be with you this morning. <laughs> and uh, we today we have also a special guest, Dr. Raphael. Welcome. Uh, good morning, everyone. <laughs> or good, good afternoon, wherever yeah. you're at. <laughs> In the world, yeah. So uh, how's everybody doing today, this uh, great fall morning? Fall? Yes. Fall? No, not fall, fall? yeah. No, yeah. I, it was fall a couple uh, episodes ago. A couple it, of weeks ago it was, maybe. Yeah, now. It was 95 yesterday, I think, right? Yeah, now it's, yeah. This this cold weather needs to come to Laredo. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, this week we have a special guest. Um, we have the other half of the Gettys. Um, I think it was episode 120 something. I don't know. Uh, we had Keith Getty, and he was promoting the Sing Conference 2020 and their new song. Uh, th- today we have his wife, Kristen Getty. And they're promoting their new album, uh, Even Song, that has been tearing up the Billboard charts. Um, it is the number one children's album in the children al- album, and it's number one, I believe, right now on the Christian uh, category, Christian gospel music category, uh, as far as albums. So, um, and when we say children we're not just meaning it's directed at children because we got it on right now and it's just really chill good music yeah. i mean it's, it is children's music but it's it's for adults it's too. for adults yes i mean uh you can turn on that album and there's some great classics in there but it's very relaxing it is um and so f- don't think that it's just for children if you're an adult you know you're gonna turn like it, on. it you're gonna you're gonna like it so we are super excited to bring her on and just talk about their new album and 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 help them out, you know, promote this um, here down in South Texas and around the world with our worldwide audience. Um, so yeah, for our listeners, uh, please uh, subscribe to Apple, Android, Google, and Stitcher Radio, and please visit our website at BridgmanLaredo.org. And again, guys, we've been uh, raising money for our new uh, building. Um, we had a we had a great thing happen a couple of weeks ago uh, that we can talk about at a later time. But man, the Lord is just opening the hearts of people to this ministry. We're getting there little by little, little by little, and and I just want to say thank you. I just want to say thank you as well to our worldwide audience. Um, our Canadian friends have been just coming on strong. Our UK family, our African family, family, uh, you, you know, thank you. And our domestic audience, you guys are just always, always just tuning in. And thank you very much. All right, gentlemen, why don't we get this uh, podcast started? Let's do it. All right. Keith and Kristen Getty occupy a unique space in the world of music today as preeminent modern hymn writers. In reinventing the traditional hymn form, they have created a catalog of song teaching Christian doctrine and crossing the genre of traditional, classical, folk, and contemporary composition, which are sung all over the world today. Welcome Kristen Getty to Bridge Radio for the first time. 
Oh yes, glad to be here. I know you've spoken to Kate before, so now it's my turn. Yes, it is. So <laughs> we are we're 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 dealing with the other half. He said that you're the brain uh, behind the group. <laughs> That's not true, of course. <laughs> yeah, not start the interview that way. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he told us. I'm just you know I'm just speaking truth, but uh, yeah. But uh, thank you, thank you very much for uh, coming on today um, and talking about your new album. Um, and mm-hmm. before we begin, just so that our audience gets to know you a little bit better today, uh, Kristen, can you just share a little bit about yourself and how God drew you to Saving Faith? Yeah, so I'm from um, Northern Ireland. I'm actually talking to you from Northern Ireland. And mm-hmm. Keith and I are here right now with our four little girls, um, about an hour north of where we grew up. And we were um, both born in Christian families, which is just a great blessing. And so we're very familiar with the, with the Lord and the Bible and the gospel from a very early age. I prayed with my mom when I was just about four years old. And um, that was, you know, a, a faith very much in, in, encouraged by great parents and, and youth leaders and then um, musicians who came alongside me to encourage me to sing my faith at a, at, at a young age and really developed that a lot more. And I was about 15 or 16 and um, met Keith and I was 18 and he's... Um, encouraged me to start writing songs and we've been doing that together ever since and um got married and had lots of children along the way <laughs> we moved to the states about 15 years ago and so we, we, we love our, our home there and we love being home here and the familiarity and, and memories that we now have here we're just so um so thankful for just so many um christian influences at a young age and and wonderful um, Bible training very early on. You know, something we wouldn't have we've been too young to ask for that was just gifted to us. And so we're, we're grateful for that and lean on that every day as we as we live and raise our kids, but also as we write hymns for the church and and lead people in singing. Wow, and and Ireland is a very beautiful country. I have been there before. Um, I, I told have. I told Keith that uh, before God drew me to saving faith, I had uh, sung at the Boarhead in Dublin. Uh, with, uh, oh, really? yeah. And he started laughing really, really loud cause he thought that was funny, but yeah, I really, <laughs> I, I want to go back because I had it just a wonderful time and just a beautiful country. So, um, it is, lovely. It is. Kristen. So what is even song? Even song. Okay. Well, there is the, the service that the church service, the old ancient church service and, and more liturgical churches and still practice today is a short service at the end of the day and finds us where we are and uses prayer, Bible study, singing and liturgy to lead our hearts and minds to the Lord and so to help sanctify the night so we go to sleep. And I love that idea. And over the last few years, we have regularly sung with our children during the day at different times, but particularly at night before they go to sleep, using it as a way to um, encourage them to sing themselves. Obviously, when we sing, which we're commanded to do in Scripture and created to do and compelled to do, I know Keith talked lots about that probably to you before, but using it as a way with our kids to help teach them great spiritual truths and, and the comfort and peace that that can then bring and bringing your questions and finding these, you know, incredible answers in, in the God of the Bible. Um, and, and also just giving them and um, spending time together as a family and, and singing these things together and all the all the goodness that that brings to the life of the family. And so whenever um, we um, got to this year and I turned 40 and Keith said to me, what would you like to do? Is it something musically, musical you'd like to do to mark your birthday? I said, well, maybe this is the time to do this Lullabies album we've been talking about for 
for so many years, let's try that. And of course, we sing lullabies to our kids, but we sing hymns. And so mm. we use the even song idea and, and call it hymns and lullabies at the close of day. And so that's sort of a little bit of like how we, we came to the idea. Oh, wow. Well, thank you. Awesome. So why make this project now? Yeah, well, as I said, you know, this, I was turning 40, and when I turned 30, um, we weren't sure if we were going to be able to have kids, and it was such a heartache for us. And mm. it, really, it really was um, a, a deep sorrow for us, and we just didn't know what, you know, if we ever would. And then over this last decade, um, the Lord has brought these four little girls into our lives. So it was sort of a, it was a milestone, but also a celebration, turning 40 and looking back in the last decade. and. And just understanding that in our work of um, writing hymns and singing them old, old and new hymns of congregations and encouraging congregations to sing, it's very important that we encourage our children to do the same and we show them by example, but also intentionally teach them and use it to teach them. Um, and so we wanted to do something that sort of leaned a little into that singing. Uh, yes, lullabies are for individuals, and I've heard lots of from lots of grandparents and um, students and and mums who listen to it for their own benefit. Mm. But um, an album that um, more directly leans into using the songs as part of family life and to fill your home with them, songs of the Lord. I mean, I really appreciated with just uh, the song uh, "He Is Worthy," and I know that your your girls are singing in the background, which I it's I love that this is a a family project, um, and and it was a question and answer with with that song. Um, and I really, which is such a helpful form with children. You know, yes. I just, I'd always heard, I love when Andrew sings, I've always heard big congregations sing it, big choirs. I thought, gosh, it might be so nice as a mom singing to my children, you're asking these questions, which they're already asking and sensing, you know, and, and coronavirus has, has shown that so incredibly to our, to our kids that we do live in, in a broken world, that we are fragile, there are scary things. And um, to be able to, you know, look them, straight in the eye and, say, and ask them, share the questions and share the answers. And I think that's one of the reasons I really wanted that song. Yeah. And album. yeah, uh, you're, you're catechizing them <laughs> and right, right. yeah. And that's awesome. You know, I, I, it's been so wonderful to watch you guys at the beginning of the pandemic doing the, uh, Getty family hymn sing in YouTube and, uh, right. just to see the whole family <laughs> and how it's not just, you know, it's not just us, it's involving our household. What do you hope this album will do in transforming the way that families worship and have devotional together in the midst of this pandemic, you know, that has affected the world so much, and not only now, but in years to come? Yeah. Well, perhaps it will start new habits of actually singing together. I think um, there, some, and of course, there are many families that do this, but to encourage families that might not or might even wonder at it and think, how do we even do this? And we must remember that singing is not just um, for people who really enjoy it or who are really good at it, but the Bible teaches that singing is for all of us. And in the way we teach our kids to pray and we teach our kids to read the scriptures, that we teach our kids to sing. I think that's part of what it means to pass on the faith um, and, and singing the faith with our kids and helping them become familiar with their own voice, but their voice with others as well and not being shy of that. And it's become a natural thing, a normal thing. And so that's sort of what, what we've done with our girls in the last few years. We've done that hymn a month, which has been a basic little thing to um, to, to go with, go through with them at the beginning of the month. We you know hum through the melody, we talk about the song, we learn the lyrics of, of, of the chorus, the refrain, if there is one, and just 
just work through it throughout the month. This month, actually, we're doing Abide With Me, which is one of the hymns on the project, um, which is a beautiful old hymn that my girls loved anyway. We, we played it a few times, other recordings of it, and one of the reasons I wanted to record it in this. And it's such wonderful ideas on and just how short this life is, mm-hmm. as just an example, and, and the very real hope of heaven that we have and what that looks like. And, and just because it's autumn and the falling of the trees right now, a falling of the leaves, and it just lean, just trying to use that song, looking at the world around us, looking at the spiritual principles and just singing it with our kids. So that's a very you know, basic thing. So we do hope the album brings it just a very direct you know, comfort and peace during this time and in any seasons to come, but that might just spark... Um, new ideas and thoughts around singing with our kids and encouraging them that. You know, I I really appreciate, and I'm not a music guy. Um, I just uh, notice a lot of Irish melodies, and if I'm correct, French melody, especially in the song "Lily in the Valley." Um, I was actually Italian, but I decided it, it, to sing French to it because I don't speak Italian. Oh, it, I, I was. <laughs> that's, that's an old melody. It's a Puccini. It's a Puccini wrote that. It's an, it's an Italian aria from an opera. And I loved it so much, so I took a little bit of Matthew six and sang it in English, and then thought, I think I might sing it in French. That would be a little different. I, I, <laughs> I mean, that French sounded amazing. So I mean, I, I don't speak French, but I was like, wow, that sounds awesome. And I was like, I think that's French, you know. But <laughs> Dr. Raphael is looking at me and just like, yeah. But that just a beautiful song. I, you know, I, one thing about the album that I really enjoy that from beginning to end, it's just amazing. Like you just play it all the way through. I mean, I think I think anybody who has high blood pressure turns this on will drop. You know, you're a doctor, uh, Dr. Raphael. Definitely, I mean, definitely. I mean, it's. I mean, and I know it's for children, but. I we my wife and I really have enjoyed it for sure. Yeah, well, it's not just for children, but lullabies, I guess, make people think that. And I think the way it's used, a lot of people will just start playing it in the evening and just let it run, you know, until they fall asleep. So mm. it can't be used in that way. Yeah, with with the pressures we face every day, you know, I come back from work, or, or even this morning when I woke up, getting ready to come here. And I'm like, this is just so mm-hmm. awesome. It gets you in a in a mood for you know. It gets you in the mindset of worship. It yeah. just, it's, it just brings yeah. you to intimacy with the Lord. And it's just, I, I love you know. Consider the stars. It's such an amazing song. And just to hear "Is He Worthy," uh, sung by your family. Uh, I love that song by Andrew Peterson. But it just it just brings a new new life to the song. Mm. Right. Yeah, that's that's what we hope. I think, and I think whenever you hear kids singing, it just reminds you of just the simplicity of of it, you know, <laughs> and the crazy and the complexities of the world in which we live. Hearing a child, just simple expression of faith, is so encouraging to us. And I love just some of the children classics that you had in there, like Jesus, uh, Jesus loves me. And I was when when I was listening, I was like, it it took me back as an adult, and I'm 42 years old, of just singing in church yeah. as a little kid. Um, and well, that's it, and that's the power of, of songs. One of the things is I really want Mike. You know, they we say so many things to our kids in any given day. You know, we try to make it all good. It's not always because we struggle with impatience and frustration and all the rest of it. <laughs> and there's obviously so many things that can be left unsaid that you wish you'd said. It, you know, all of that. But the the power of a song, like if you look at something like um, like Jesus loves me, like you said, it, you sing it as a little child, but you can sing it whenever you're old or not. But I, it was one of the first songs I remember. I taught it to my girls when they were very little, one of the first songs they learned. And the, it, 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 you carry it with you, you know. Great is thy faithfulness, 
another um, song that you know my parents had yeah. at their wedding, and then they taught it to me as a little kid. I sang it, you know, as a teenager and as a student and as um, as a wife and in my work, and then as a mum. And it just it just grows the, the beauty of the song as you attach it to every new season of life, and it's just so great alongside all the songs of the moment. Mm-hmm. which we all, every generation needs its new songs and we enjoy all that. But to have songs that have more timeless quality, which a lot of traditional hymns do, and that they don't, they're never really out of date or in date. They, there's something about the melody that they always sort of have a freshness to them. Um, and so you can sing them like, be done a vision, another example that was written, what in 100, 100 AD, and you still hear it now and it doesn't sound old fashioned. It just, still seems fresh and you can do it with a band and you can do it with a choir and you can just sing it a cappella or you can you know all those different ways and so trying to find a body of songs that you can carry with you and also then pass on to your kids you know i would love them to be going to college with a you know with a bank of you know 40 50 hymns you know inside that they carry with them wherever they go you know because they're not going to keep hearing my voice from what I gather the older they get the less they will want to listen to me. <laughs> so, um, I just had to think right, well, what, are, what are the things I want them to remember what are the things that they just cannot forget what are the things that are going to bring them encouragement in their darkest hours and the, and the difficult things they will face well let's sing that and let's try and find the melodies that will stay with them as a wonderful sort of lifelong investment in our kids no yeah that that is so true so true um, so, Kristen, can we just talk a little bit about the, calib- uh, the col- collaboration that you had with the guest artists? Yes. <laughs> that was so great. Oh, my goodness. It was a real treat to work with some of these um, people. Um, Vince Gill, um, the, the great um, singer, country singer, He um, we had bumped into him several times backstage at the Grand Ole Opry. The Grand Ole Opry over the years invited us to come and share some of the hymns there which is so cool and and we bumped into him and uh, we'd always enjoyed the fun of his company and he and whenever i called him about this he was yeah i'll sing no problem and he sang verse two softly and tenderly and i actually said to him you know you're the only bloke that's going to be singing on this album and it's lots of girls singing and he said well it's okay i sort of sound like a girl when i sing i think (laughs) i'm gonna fit right Um, so he sang that song, and of course, softly and tenderly has been sung in country music. You know, a lot of hymns, you know, strangely and for whatever reason, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Have um, have been sung by country artists over the years, and um, because our girls were all born in Nashville, and we wanted to at least have one song that felt slightly more Nashville and country, just to reflect that. So softly and tenderly, one of the first hymns we taught them, it sort of became that. Vince sang in it, and then it has been recorded a couple times over the years by a trio of female country artists. And so I invited Ellie Holkin and Sierra Hall to sing harmony. So you have this lovely three-part harmony to the song. And then Deborah Clemmy, our violinist and um, my best friend, she played a Shokin Farewell, one of these beautiful violin pieces, and it just all came together in such a nice way, and I wrote some new lyrics for that. And then um, Heather Headley, um, she's a Tony Award-winning um, superstar singer. She's incredible, and she was Aida on Broadway and Nala and The Lion King. And she sang with us at our um, Carnegie Hall Christmas show a few years ago, did a holy night, and she'd recorded the power of the cross. And so we'd become friends with her. And she had a new baby this year, and we thought it would be so great to, to do a little duet. And so we did it on his eyes and the sparrow. 
um, and she's just fantastic. And that was a bit scary singing with Heather Headley, but we just went for it. <laughs> That's just what <laughs> happened. And then um, Sandra McCracken is another one, and, and Sky Peterson, actually. So Sandra and I wrote a new song in, in the spring called Son of My Soul, and we recorded that. It's sort of a hymn of elimination, but for children, with you know, the Bible speaking into our lives from morning to the night. Um, a bit like that it will. A bit like what Keith and Stuart did with Speak O Lord, a little bit like that, and making it a, a sort of a version for kids of, of God's Word in our lives. And Sky Peterson, Andrew Peterson's daughter, sang with us on it. She also sang with us in Lucy's Worthy. So that was really cool to have our good friend Andrew, you know, his daughter, she was just turned 18, and um, she's a fabulous singer and songwriter, and so it was just great to have his, his daughter on the album, you know, singing the song. Wow, yeah, it, it is a, a great, great album. You know, I, I recently had the blessing of attending the Sing Global 2020 conference, and I really have no words to yeah. describe what a blessing it was to me, and I'm sure to the to many in the body of Christ. So tell us a little bit about mm -hmm. what's coming up this next year with Sing Global and, and what it's all about. Sure. Yeah. So the Sing Conference started four years ago, and it's on a five-year journey right now um, on congregational singing. So it attracts, you know, people who are into music and um, songwriters and, and worship pastors, but basically everybody, anybody who wants to um, understand and think more in congregational singing and what it does for the individual, what it does for our families, our churches, and our witness to the wider world. The first year was just um, sing. This is the general idea, the introduction to it. And then we did the singing the Psalms. We did singing through the life of Christ. And this past year, we did um, singing the scriptures. Of course, with the pandemic, we were forced into moving away from the physical event that we do each, each year in Nashville and making it a digital event. But of course, it opened up so many opportunities and a, a, a bigger reach, welcoming in people from all over the world who wouldn't otherwise have been able to you know, be in Nashville. It also opened up so many um, availability with so many speakers around the world who you know, may not be able to come to Nashville to, to preach, but suddenly they were able to record themselves in their own church or in their homes. And so there was just such a, such a wealth of, of, of um, contributors and wonderful content for them. And so this next year is singing through the ages and look at hymnody through the past and the present and some of the great hymns, what they have done in the world um, to inspire us and to change our culture. We're writing new hymns into that. And then we have some wonderful Bible teachers like John Lennox is coming back, my, my uncle, and Trip Lee, John Piper, and they're going to take some of the classic hymns from the New Testament and explain those um, for us. So I think um, it's going to be a great time. We're obviously still at the beginning, so putting everything together and all the creative parts and all the, the artist elements. So, so we're just having so much fun with that, and we just can't wait um, to um, host that um, in September. I think it's the 14th um, of next year. Wow, yeah. Well, Kristen, um, that time flew by quickly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> here at... Uh, Bridge Radio, we like to end our show with our guests sharing the gospel. And, and I was wondering if maybe you can share the gospel today with our worldwide audience. Absolutely. Well, I thought because in the Even Song album, I wanted to make sure there was um, one song specifically there that really did tell the gospel story so that when it could be listened to, that and you know, parents, grandparents, children would have had an opportunity to hear it clearly. And I thought just because I sang it there, maybe I would sing a little bit for you. Would that work? Absolutely. Okay. This is My Heart is Full of Thankfulness, which I'll just sing verse one, and it's the first 
song that I ever sang to each of my daughters whenever they were born. My heart is filled with thankfulness to him who bore my pain, who plunged the depths of my disgrace and gave me life again, who crushed my curse of sinfulness and clothed me with his light and wrote his law of righteousness with power upon my heart. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. Kristen, thank you very much for coming on to Bridge Radio. Um, Kristen, where can people find you if you want to be found um, as your... As you're, <laughs> I always like to say that. As we're uh, hiding out in the North Coast. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we, the, the music can be, if you, um, if you still like, you know, copies of CDs, we have those at gettingmusic.com if people like an actual copy of the CD. But, you know, so many people listen to music through digital streaming. And so on all the major digital uh, streaming platforms like Apple and Spotify and Pandora, um, you know, and Amazon as well, you'll find the music. And then if you want to follow along with um, new songs and um stories and just family life and fun right now over here in Northern Ireland follow along on Facebook and um, Instagram if you'd like to keep in touch with us and then gettingmusicworshipconference.com is where you will go to find um, stuff to do with Think Global I encourage you to go there well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, please go get out the uh, go get the album and go listen. Go download it um, and the album, even song, hymns and lullabies at the close of the day. You guys will be thoroughly blessed. Thank you, Kristen, for coming on today. Um, I hope we can have us uh, back on in the future if you guys have any other uh, new music uh, or just come on and just to say hello and encourage our worldwide <laughs> audience. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you so much, and thanks so much for your interest and support um, of, of the hymns and what they're doing. Well, thank you very much. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this week's episode with Kristen Getty on their on their on the Getty's new album, uh, Even Song, um, Hymn and Lullabies at the Close of the Day. Dr. Raphael, what did you think about this interview? Man, to listen to her voice even without a band. What a blessing. I mean, I was telling you a while ago, a friend of mine told me over a year ago, you got to listen to the Gettys and there's no turning back. You know, I, I started comparing their music, their lyrics to everything else I had heard mm. before. Yeah. Uh, the canned music that we hear in Christian worship music many times. And it's just, it's just so biblical. It just has so much, it's so inspiring. And the quality, I mean, the, truly Keith is a, an amazing musician and, and, and Kristen such a great singer. Um, and their whole band, uh, the Sync Conference. I have, I really have no words. I mean, you guys really have to register for next year. If you can travel to Nashville, you could do that. If you yeah. want to do it online, you can do that. But really, it it, it is it, their music is life transforming. It really shows forth the power of the gospel in yeah. song. Yeah, and and everything that they sing is so scripturally based, and we don't see that in in, in contemporary music too much nowadays. Um, and man, it was a blessing for me. Um, please go out and get their album. I promise you, I promise you, you guys are going to be so blessed. I mean, so blessed. I mean, from the first song to the last, amazing, amazing. So, 
Um, please go pick up the album uh, Even Song, um, Him and Lullabies at Close of the Day. Um, and if you want to check out, uh, we interviewed Keith Getty, her husband, um, on episode 126. So you guys can go back and listen to that one when we were promoting the Sing Conference. And he was just talking about their music and their other, their other new song that they had released at the time. And Dr. Raphael, you were also a guest on, on that podcast. So please go check out episode 126 with Keith Getty. And uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And please don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And like we always like to end the show, what is your only comfort in life and in death that I am not my own but belong body and soul in life and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ? We'll see you guys next week. Later. Later.